Zach has a grandfather whose name is Mr. Berkowitz. And Mr. Berkowitz is a very nice man. And he is Shemer Teiru Umitzvahs. Many years ago, for some reason, we don't know why, and I have permission to say this, so it's not Lashon Hara, Mr. Berkowitz's daughter left his house and for some reason stopped keeping Tyro Mitzvahs. She got married and moved with her husband to a little farm high up in the mountains, high, high up in the mountains in Maine. And they had a little boy. His name is Zach. And they raised him over there in Maine. And Zach was homeschooled. That means that Zach went to school in his own house. His mother was his teacher, I guess. Or maybe his father. And I don't know exactly what they did on the farm. And maybe at some point you can ask Zach. But this past summer, Zach spent the entire summer with his grandfather. And as Zach was spending the summer with his grandfather, his grandfather talked to him about lots of different things, including the concepts of Torah and the concepts of mitzvahs and the idea of Hashem. And Zach got a chance to learn some letters of the Aleph Bays. He got a chance to talk with his grandfather about different things. And he loved his grandfather so much after spending two and a half months of the summer with his grandfather, he told his parents that he wanted to spend more time with his grandfather. And he wanted to learn more about what it means to be a from Jew. Now, it might surprise you, but his mother and father loved him so much that they said, Sure! We're going to be glad to help you out. We'll be excited to make you happy. And we'll go to where grandfather is, to where Zadie is, and we will spend time with him so you can learn more. And they came and started spending some time with the grandfather. But now, at this time of the year, Mr. Berkowitz had a suggestion for his grandson, Zach. He suggested that Zach go to school to learn in school about Torah and mitzvahs. And he suggested to his daughter and his son-in-law that they send Zach to our school because he knows we're such a good school. Yes, Avramel? Well, we're a good school, but it depends. Avramel, we're a good school, okay? Thank you very much. So Zach and his grandfather... And his mother and his father met with Rabbi Feingold just yesterday. And they decided that Zach is going to come to school. Now, Zach doesn't know how to read the Aleph Beis. Zach never learned Chumash before. Yes, Shragi. Rabbi, I don't understand. If he didn't learn the Aleph Beis, how's he going to read Chumash? And if he didn't read Chumash before, how's he going to learn Chumash? Yes, Nassim. And how's he going to learn Gemara? All these are great questions. And the answer is, it will be very hard for him in the beginning. But we decided, we had a meeting last night, and we decided it's better for Zach to start in the class with you. And if we need to, we'll get him help outside of school. 
to learn these things, rather than have him like go to first grade. He's in your grade. Why should he go to first grade? He'll be embarrassed. He'll be uncomfortable. Yes, Sammy. Um, I-, I once heard that Rabbi Akiva went to first grade with his own son because he was learning the olive base. That might be true. And Rabbi Akiva is a very big tzaddik. So does that mean that Zach's not a tzaddik? <laughs> Sammy, that's not the point. The point is, it's a very hard thing to go to first grade when you when when you really could be in an older grade, right? Yes, you Yukusil. I read a story about a moose uh, who who went to school and he was. Okay, you can see. <laughs> that's a story. We're talking about real life. Uh, okay, no fighter. Anybody else have a question? Okay, very good. So this is the thing. I want you to know this all in advance for an important reason, because when Zach comes in, he's going to have a little bit of trouble getting adjusted and fitting in with everyone the same way. He might talk different. He might act different. He might look different in some different ways. And I need you, everyone, to realize that we have a tremendous mitzvah opportunity here to make Zach enjoy being Shemer Torah mitzvahs, to make Zach love learning about Hashem's mitzvahs and learning Torah. And Amir Tashem, if we treat him properly, we'll get Zechusim for helping him out. Okay? Any questions? Excellent. All right. I'm going to go tell Rabbi Feingold that we're ready while everyone takes out their Gemaras. Yes, Sammy? Could, could, um, Zach, sit next to me. Actually, you're lucky. There's a desk right next to you that's empty. I thought that's Beryl's desk. Yeah, yeah. But Beryl, if you notice, is in the back now. Because we put a desk in the room the other day, and we put it in this for, for Zach, and we put it right here. Is that okay? That's great. Awesome. But don't talk to him during class, because that will be disturbing him. Okay, Rebbe, I won't. All right. The Rebbe walked out to get Rebbe Feingold. All the boys were talking. Gosh, I wonder what Zach looks like. I wonder, is he smart? I wonder, and all different kinds of questions that they had about Zach. Do you think he grew up on a farm? Do you think he knows how to ride a horse? Maybe he knows how to ride a donkey. Hey, do you think he can lay an egg? What? Chickens lay eggs, Yukusil. Oh, right, I forgot. You forgot? Yukusil, sometimes. Then the Rebbe walked in. All right, Rafangle will be in a few minutes. Zach is just getting to the school and getting settled in his locker and things like that. Yes, you can see Why is Zach sitting in his locker? No, he's not sitting in his locker. Just he's putting his stuff in his locker. Uh, ready? All right, let's let's open our gemaras. Excellent. Oh, here he comes. Beautiful. And the Rebbe Feingold walked into the room with a boy at his side. The boy looked like any boy. He was wearing a yarmulke on his head. True, it was a shiny, brand new yarmulke. He had blonde hair. That was maybe a little longer than most boys in the class because he didn't know what kind of style haircuts the boys in the class had. And he was wearing a nice shirt because there was a dress code in the school and he matched a dress code, a button-down blue shirt. And he was wearing dress pants because the dress code said you have to wear dress pants. Black dress pants, very nice dressly. And he was wearing socks because, well, of course you have to wear socks. You don't have to have that in the dress code, do you? You can see Where are your socks? Oh, I forgot. Uh, whatever. You'll put them on later. And he was wearing a pair of tennis shoes. I don't mean tennis shoes. I mean sneakers. I mean, you know, like those kind of shoes that people wear to school. Normal shoes. Nothing unusual. And Zach stood awkwardly in front of the classroom, as you could probably imagine if you were in front of 20 kids for the first time ever, especially in a school where you didn't know anybody. You're kind of feeling a little bit uncomfortable. And the Manal said, 
Rabbi Sai Talmidim, I'm very proud, very happy that you will get the opportunity to meet our new Talmud, Zalman Gringau, also known as Zach. Zach waved his hand a little bit. All right. Zach is going to sit where, Rebbe? Over there, right next to Sammy. Oh, beautiful. What a great seat. What a great seat. What a great, a great neighbor. Sammy's a great neighbor. And, uh, Nussin's on the other side. He's also a great neighbor. All right, Zach, here's your seat to take a seat. Beautiful. Now remember, Zach, the Manal said, as he walked out, if you have any trouble, any concern, any problem, feel free to talk to me, to talk to the Rebbe, talk to your classmates. We'll be glad to help. And don't worry. Everything will be geschmack. You know what that means, Zach? Zach moved his head back and forth. Not really. It means awesome, great, the best. All right? And Zach smiled kind of nervously and he said, okay. And the Manal walked out and the Rebbe said, all right, Rabbi Sai, open up your Gemaras to Daf, Chof, Aleph, and Baba Mitziah. Here we go, get ready. And Zach looked to his left. And he looked to his right, and he saw Sammy and Nussan had these big books out on their desk. And he reached into his desk, and he took out the matching colored book, and he put it on his desk. And he looked at the page they were open to, and he tried to find the matching page. And he found it. And the Rebbe began to teach. All right, Rabbi Isai, so we're learning in Baba Metziah about the concept of an Aveda, about the mitzvah of Ashavas Aveda. Yes. Zach? Um, what, what, what is that? In the back you saw Avramel smile and look over at Beryl. And Avramel's mouth made the words, he doesn't even know what Ashavas Aveda is. My three-year-old brother knows what Ashavas Aveda is. And the Rebbe looked at Avramel with eyes that could patch. You're not allowed to patch in class, right? But the Rebbe's eyes, by looking at you, felt like, oh, ouch, that was a patch. Hashavah Saveda, Zach, I'm glad you asked that, is the mitzvah of returning lost things. All right, Rabbi Zach. Yes, Zach? I'm sorry. I, I don't want to interrupt anymore. No, it's fine, Zach. Please, I, I, we, we, we want you to learn the best possible way. I'm so proud you're asking questions because that shows you're trying to learn. But what is, what is a, a, a mitz, mitz, a mitzvah? You know, a mitzvah, commandment. Like doing the mitzvahs. Oh, oh, that's the same word. Oh, I get it. Okay, yeah, my, my Zadie told me about that. Excellent, good. So there's a mitzvah to return lost objects. Now, sometimes you return them. Sometimes you announce them. Sometimes you can keep them. So let's learn the Gemara. Hey, let me see a shaloi. These are the thousands we found. Hey, they look like the whole class is going together and everyone's learning with exuberance and excitement and they're shouting on top of their lungs and Zach is sitting there looking from his left to his right. And after about a half hour of class, the Rebbe said, okay, tell me, it's time for us to have chavrusas. All right, how about, Zach, why don't you learn with Sammy? All right, very good, excellent, okay. Go out to your Chavrusas Nasa and you can learn with me, okay? You know, Sammy, learn with me today, okay, very good. And Zach and Sammy sat across from each other, and Zach said, um, hi. Sammy said, hi, okay, I'll read the Gemara first, and then you'll read, okay? I, I guess. All right, I'm reading Gemara. Hey, let me see your slide, let me see your slide. And Sammy read the Gemara, blame, blah, 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 blah. 
And Zach sat there and nodded his head. All right, good. Now it's your turn. Ready? Go. Um, Zach looked at the page and he said, where, where do I start? Oh, you don't even know where to start. Oh, okay, fine. Here, right over here. We see where that olive is? Uh, okay. Now what do I do? Now read it. Okay. Olive. Mm. Chaf. No, that's a lamid. Oh, oh lamid. Mm, yud. No, that's a vav. Vav. Oh, and I lift Lamed Vav. Excellent. Now, and what does that say? Um, I don't know. There are no dots. Oh, dots, right. Vowels. Right, in Gemara, we don't have vowels. Oh. Here, I'll put your vowels in for you. Here, here. A, Lu. Okay, here, now read it. A, Lo. No, Lu. The U. That, that dot with an U. That's an U sound. Oh, okay, fine. A, Lo. No, not A, Lu. A, Lu. A loop. Oh, a loop. Okay, good, excellent. Now the next word. Here. Um, what letter is that? Uh, uh, um, an N? No, no, that's a mem. Oh, oh mem, mem, mem. And what's that? An I. No, it's a tzad. Close, very close, very close. Here, let me put in that. Me. No, a tzad says tss, tss. Oh, tss, tss. Avramo in the back of the room says, Sammy, what's the matter? Your engine's having trouble. Avramo, Avramo, middle learning. Don't do Bithotera. Okay, I won't do Bithotera. Oh boy. Well, the Chavrusa time was only 10 minutes long and they got through with Sammy read the Gemara in about 3 minutes. That left 7 minutes for Zach to try to read. Zach got through 4 words. But he read them 5 times. Ah, great job, Zach. Excellent job. Sammy was a good encourager. He was a great friend. Well, the Rebbe said, all right, bye-bye. We're going to take a few minute break and after the break, we are going to learn Chumash. And everyone took a break. Everyone got to some food and got some, got sat down in their chairs. Some people came over to Zach and said, is it true you grew up on a mountain? Um, I guess. I mean, it wasn't like, like Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. And you had a farm there? Uh, yeah, we had a farm. What kind of animals did you grow? We don't grow animals on a farm. Oh, oh, what, what do you do on a farm? We grow plants. And our farm really was just like a place we lived. We, we really, my, my parents both work in computers. So, please stop, please stop. My parents both work in computers, so so it was, the farm was just for fun. It was it was more like for fun, yeah. Like you know, get up in the morning to milk the cows. You got up in the morning to milk cows, yeah. Uh, about four thirty, we woke up to milk our cows. Four thirty in the morning to milk your cows, and that's fun. Fun to get up at four thirty, yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun because you have you ever milked a cow before? Maybe maybe my my farm right now we have a we have somebody renting it out just temporarily, but maybe we could um, maybe at a different point. Well, well, you can come and I'll invite some of my friends. Uh, Rabbi says, time for Chumash, the Rabbi called. Uh, okay, okay, we're, we're going, we're going, we're going to do Chumash. Alright, here we go. So, um, we're in the middle of learning, uh, in, uh, Parshish Kadeshim about all the mitzvahs in the Torah. And, as you know, there's a mitzvah I want to just discuss for a few minutes that I, I, I meant to talk about yesterday a little bit. Um, you, you, when Yaakov Avinu had the fight with the Malach, Yezek, um, who? Yaakov Avinu. Who, who's that? You know our forefather, Ab, uh, Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, you know them? Oh, the three fathers? That's right, that's right. Oh, 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 that, Yaakov, right? Oh, what does that word mean? Oh, Avinu means our father. Okay, fine. So when Yaakov Avinu had a fight with Amalekh, yes, yes, Zach, Rebbe, I, I hope Rebbe doesn't mind. I'm sorry, he doesn't say that. I'm not, my bad, bad character. Um, Zach raises his hand again. Mishalei, Mishalei, please, it's just very disturbing to me. It's a hard country. Um, uh, Rebbe? Yes, Zach? What is that? That? 
Malach is an angel. Malach is an angel from Hashem. Uh, 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 angel from Hashem. Okay, very good. And and so Yaakov had a fight with the Malach, and the Malach hit him on his Gidhanoshe, which is looking directly at Zach, which is a uh, like a like a like a uh, kind of like a nerve kind of thing on the side of his leg. So that's why Yidden don't need to get a Nasha. The Rebbe talked more about different things about Chumash, and Zach listened very carefully. And then it was time to learn some Pesukim inside. And the Rebbe said, "Okay, let's go. Kedushim to you, Kedushim to you. You should be holy. You should be Halig." And Sammy noticed that Zach was holding his Chumash upside down. Zach, Sammy said quietly, "Your Chumash." Oop. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Um, where's the place? they no, no, not that page. This page, that page. Oh, okay, good. Wow, excellent. There we go. All right, Rebbe. Um, yes, Sammy, what's going on? Could Rebbe start again? Because I, I was distracted because I was trying to help Zach. And um, uh, where do you want to start from? Um, could Rebbe start from Kedoshim to you again? Sammy, we did ten psukim already. Um, but I was. Well, don't worry. I'll. I'll you're. You work on it for homework. I think you'll do fine. And they learned the rest of the day. And. They learned the rest of Chumash, I mean, and they learned the rest of Chumash. And after Chumash was over, the Rebbe said, All right, Rabbi Sai, it's time for lunch, go to lunch, eat lunch, enjoy, and I'll be here. We'll see you for Navi a little bit later. And the Rebbe and everyone left the classroom. And Zach left the camp classroom together with Nassim, because Sammy was taking a long time. And Nassim brought him down to the dining room. And everyone went to wash. Now, Zach, you know, cafeteria, where to eat. And so Zach knew how to wash, because his grandfather taught him over the summer how to wash. He went and he washed. And he came down, came back to his seat, and he came to his seat, and he pulled out his sandwich, and he made a bracha. Baruch, Ata, Hashem, Elokein, Melech, Olam, Melech, Olam. Nassim said, Hamotzi, Hamotzi, and he ate. No, no, you're supposed to say Hamotzi Lechem Narj. Hamotzi Lechem Narj. Okay, okay, good job, Zach, good job. And Zach was sitting there and eating, and then Zach decided to pull out his drink and he pulled out a drink of chocolate milk. A big container of cold chocolate milk and he opened it up. And just then, Shragi walked by. Hey, Zach, you know that's not called Bishol, right? Sorry? It's not called Bishol chocolate milk. So just, just realize most kids in school have called Bishol, so just make sure you don't give it to anybody else. Give what to anybody else? The chocolate milk. Okay, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. And Nelson said, don't worry, don't worry, it's okay, it's okay. And then, Zach pulled out of his lunch a granola bar. This time, it was Ellie who walked by. A different Ellie. Not his, not Sammy's brother. Ellie walked by. Hey, um, Zach? Yeah? Is that your granola bar? Yeah, do you want it? I don't mind sharing. Oh, well, we're not a lot of share in school. For this reason, you see, um, uh, maybe maybe you're not sure, Zach. Maybe you don't know, but you see this granola bar. You see that sign on the granola bar? Yeah. Well, that sign that's on the granola bar that some people don't hold is kosher. People don't hold it's kosher. But but my parents bought it for me in the store, and the store had a sign that they sell only kosher food. Um, I don't know what store that is. Yeah. Well, the store said well, they bought it in the kosher aisle. Everything in the kosher aisle is kosher, isn't it? Um, well, not necessarily. Oh, well, I thought, I thought that this sign is kosher. Uh, I, I don't think it is. Um, uh, you can ask, you can ask Rabbi. Um, okay, fine. Where, where is he? He's in the classroom. 
Oh, I'll ask him later. I'll put it away for now. And he took out a different snack and he ate it. And Zach said to Nussan, Boy, I didn't realize eating food was so complicated. After lunch, and after the Moody Kodesh finished, they went to English class. Mrs. McGillicuddy, their teacher, was a really very good teacher, and the kids really learned a lot in her class, and Zach knew tons. As a matter of fact, he might have known more than everyone in the class when it came to math and science. Because he was homeschooled when he was younger, right? And his mother really taught him a lot of Gishmaka stuff. And so when the math teacher asked them, all right, if you have an X, a plus 47, minus 22, the square root, uh, with a cosine, negative sign, and everything else, whatever she said, I don't even know myself, what's the answer? Zach thought and said for a few minutes, and he said, 26. And she said, correct! And everyone in the room looked at him with their mouths open. You are a very smart young man. Thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I, I, my mother really taught me a lot. And when it came to science, he knew so much. It was incredible. And he was learning every single day. For example, on the second day that he was in school, and the Rebbe was talking all about the mitzvah of Shiluach HaKain, Zach learned very quickly that Shiluach HaKain has nothing to do with a walking stick. No, Zach, Sammy told him. Shiluach HaKain doesn't mean sending away your walking stick. It means sending away the mother bird from the nest. And so, when Zach got to Havdol at his grandfather's house, and his grandfather said, Zach stopped his grandfather and said, why are we talking about birds in the middle of Havdalah? Oh, Zaidi said, we're not talking about birds. The word Cain means so. I don't understand. In class, we learned about the mitzvah of Shiluach Cain. Does that mean you're supposed to send away the so? What's a so? How do you send away a so? Ay vey. Zach, there's two different kinds of canes. There's a so cane, and then there's a bird cane. And what do you call the thing you walk with, Zach asked. Oh. And what do you call that fancy candy that you eat? <laughs> candy cane, I get it. Okay, alright, fine, 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 fine. There's different kinds of canes. Lots of them. And this one means so. Zach also learned very quickly of the idea of what it means to speak Lashon Hara. Because one of the boys was saying something about a different boy, something negative. He was saying how so-and-so didn't do their homework. And the Rebbe came up to them and said, Excuse me, that is Lashon Hara. You're not allowed to say Lashon Hara. And so... When the teacher, Mrs. McGillicuddy, stood up and began talking about the homework assignment, Zach raised his hand and he said, Is it possible that that's Lashon Hara? And the Rebbe in the morning said, A person is not allowed to talk about it? And Mrs. McGillicuddy said, What is Lashon Hara? I don't even know what that means. Well, this morning, when somebody was talking about homework, the Rebbe said that you're not allowed to talk about it. It's called Lashon Hara. I guess there's an Avera about talking about homework in school or something. And he was serious. Even Sammy thought it was funny. 
And Sammy said to Zach, who was a little bit embarrassed as the class laughed at him, that's not what happened. What happened was, Lashon Hara is, um, uh-oh, Sammy was stuck. How do you explain what the Rebbe meant when the Rebbe told somebody that he was speaking Lashon Hara? Because if he explained that the Rebbe said that so-and-so was speaking Lashon Hara, then Sammy is repeating the Lashon Hara. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, um, well, maybe, <laughs> actually, Baruch Hashem, Rabbi Feingold popped his head in the room at the time. And Sammy raised his hand, Rebbe, Rabbi Feingold, can, can I ask Rabbi Feingold to help me for a second? Sure, what's the problem? Zach, could you come with me? Sammy and Zach walked out of the room. Um, basically, Zach doesn't know what Lashon Hara is, and I'm not sure how to explain it. Oh, easy. Lashon Hara is saying things that are bad about people. You mean, like, um, if I said that someone had the habit of biting their nails? Yeah, that could be Lashon Hara. Um, let's say, uh, for example, somebody didn't do their homework, and, um, but Rebbe, Sammy said, Rebbe, don't, don't talk about that because it might be Lashon Hara. Right, that's the point. If you say that somebody didn't do their homework, that's Lashon Hara. Oh, I get it, Zach said. And Baruch Hashem, Zach did get it. He was a smart boy. By the time he was done, the first week of school, he already was able to read Aleph Base. He even was already picking up on different details of the Gemara. And he was even beginning to ask questions that were good, solid questions that the Rebbe appreciated that showed that Zach really was learning well. Baruch Hashem, things were going well. Probably it was the second week. Things began to change. You see, the boys were sitting in class one day and the teacher was a substitute. It was not Mrs. McGillicuddy who normally taught them. Mrs. McGillicuddy, they think, had a dentist appointment. They weren't sure, but that's what they thought they heard her say. And instead, it was Ms. Smith. Now, Ms. Smith, well, let's just say that, you know, I'll tell you the truth, Ms. Smith probably wasn't cut out to be a teacher. Uh, Certainly not for these boys. She was super nice. Maybe too nice. And so when she walked into the classroom and she started in her little delicate voice to these rowdy boys, please could you find your seats? Avremel looked around the room and he said in a loud voice that carried over the other people in the class, Okay, I found it. Who wants to play football? Um, please could you sit in your seats? Avremel in a loud voice said, yeah, we could. And who wants to play football? Let's choose a game. Play in, in the classroom game of football. And all the kids started to talk to Avramel. And Ms. Smith didn't know what to do. Well, there were one or two kids who sat down in their seats. Ms. Smith, as the moment before she was going to give up hope came, was glad to see that the door opened. And standing in the door was Rabbi Feingold. <clears throat> uh, Rabbi Zai? And all of a sudden, the room got quiet. I think that somebody's in front of the room ready to teach. You need to be sitting in your seats. Whoa. All the boys sat down. Ms. Smith smiled. Thank you, Rabbi, she said. You're welcome. I'll be back in a few minutes, he said, 
meaning to give a message to the other boys in the room. He walked out, and Miss Smith handed out an English worksheet. And she explained the rules and what you were, the instructions. She explained the instructions, what she wanted. And she said, please, could you fill out this sheet? In every place where there's a blank, you're supposed to write a word. So, for example, if the blank has a, the, a spot with under it, it says verb, you're supposed to put in a verb. And if it has a spot adjective, you're supposed to put an adjective. And if it says adverb, you're supposed to put an adverb. So you could choose from the list of words that are on the second page. Um, and if you have any questions, feel free to raise your hand, and I will be glad to come around and answer your questions. Now, Avramo wasn't the only troublemaker in the room, in all honesty. There were a lot of kids who liked taking advantage of substitutes and unfortunately making them feel sometimes very bad. Nassan, at least today, was in the mood to cause trouble. And Nassan, as they were working, raised his hand. And Ms. Smith walked over and said, Yes, can I help you? Nice, quietly, in a friendly tone. And Nassan said, How old are you? Oh, I'm sorry. I, that's, I'm not going to answer that question. And I don't think that's so appropriate to ask me my age. Nassan talked loudly, even though the teacher was trying to be quiet. Well, you told us we could raise our hand and ask questions. So I'm asking a question. Other boys picked up the message. Another boy's hand went up. Yes? What, what year was the Empire State Building built in? I'm sorry, that's not really relevant to what we're learning now. Yes? Um, could you tell me, um, what's your favorite color? And every boy's hand who was driving the lady a little bit crazy. And she finally said, I'm sorry, but nobody's allowed to ask questions anymore. Well, then I can't do the assignment, Avramel said, as he put down his pen. I can't work out this assignment because I don't know what to do and I can't ask questions. Well, sorry, young man. If you think you can't ask questions, please feel free to um, go talk to the principal about it. I'm sure he could help you. Well, I'm not sure he can help me, but maybe he can help you. I'm sorry. Well, he might be able to help you find the door. I'm sorry, she said. Oh, you don't have to be sorry, Rummel said. And Don said, hey, Rummel, good one, good one. And, and Nachum in the back over there, yeah, that was a good one. And the whole class started talking loudly again. And Ms. Smith, who already was a little bit embarrassed and a little bit upset and a little bit insulted, she went back to her desk and she sat down trying to think of what she should do next. Just then, Rabbi Feingold walked in. There's a lot of noise coming from this room. Is everything okay, Ms. Smith? Um, now, you see, what Ms. Smith should have done, and I'm just telling you that so if ever you're chas v'shalom in a situation like Ms. Smith, you'll know. Ms. Smith should have said, could I speak to you for a minute, and gone to Rabbi Feingold and told Rabbi Feingold of what some of what was going on. But you see, Ms. Smith, she, she never really had... She never really had such a kind of a job before, and she didn't want to like, kind of like lose the opportunity to be a substitute in the school. And, but she didn't really know exactly what to do. So, so, so she just said, oh yes, everything is great. Well, this went on for the next 45 minutes, the rest of class. When Ms. Smith told them to take out their reading books, and she was going to read out loud to them from their books, and she told them which page to turn to, some of them took out their reading book some of them took out a book they were reading, but not their reading book. This is my reading book, Zevi said. It is. See, I'm reading it, and it's a book, so it's my reading book. Yes, but that's not what I meant. I meant the other kind of reading book, the one that you have all the questions afterwards. Oh, I have a lot of questions on this book. You know, the main character, he over here flies across two mountains. 
how can you do that? It's not possible. Um, and I'm, 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 I would like everyone to please answer the questions one through three on a separate piece of paper. Separate from what? Does that be out of our binders or should it be um, in our binders but a separate piece? Is it okay if it's in a notebook? What if I, what if I, every answer in a separate piece of paper or every word on a separate piece of paper? Shall we like cut up my paper into 20 pieces so that I can write different words and different, um, and everyone's talking at once and it was very, very busy. Finally, Baruch Hashem from Ms. Smith, recess came. Now, like I said, she was subbing for Mrs. McGillicuddy and she was subbing right now for English. She was supposed to come back and sub for math. And she didn't know if she wanted to. Well, either way, Baruch Hashem for her, it was recess. And she can make that decision. At recess, though, is when it happened. Zach and all the boys of Remel, Shlomo, Sammy, they were all walking outside, schmoozing about what happened in English. Half the class, actually, probably almost all the class, was laughing and describing and re-describing what took place and what kids said. Remember when I asked to sharpen my pencil? Oh, yeah, you could see that was really funny. Well, I asked to sharpen my pencil, and she said I could. And I said, there's only one problem. And she said, what the problem was? What's the problem? And I said, the problem is, I don't have any pencil. <laughs> and then she said, okay, here's a pencil. And then I said, now there's another problem. And she said, what's the problem? And I said, I don't have a sharpener. And she said, ha, ha, And then, that was really funny, right? And everyone's like, yeah, you can see, it was really funny. Okay, anyway, so like we were saying, it was really funny, remember? And they were, and they got to the field. And they said, okay, we're, today we're going to play baseball. Everyone here, everyone here, we're divide, we divided our teams the other day. We're keeping the same teams. Um, okay, you guys are on that side, we're on this side. And, uh, hey, Zach, where are you going? I'm not interested in playing. Zach, we need you. It's a nine on nine. And, and we have perfect teams. Well, I'm not playing. Why not? I'm not going to play with guys like you. Whoa, what's that all about? You know, you know, I... I, I, I know that there's a rule that, that I, I learned with my grandfather this summer. That the Torah says, you're not allowed to insult people. You're not to make people feel bad. And what you guys did in there in the classroom today was terrible. And not only that, but you came out of the classroom now and, and you're bragging about it and you're saying talk stuff about it and you're making yourself feel like, oh good, we had a good time and everything like that. And you, you like you really hurt that lady, really hurt Miss Smith, and and you really mean to her. And you know what? You know what? You guys are wrong. Whoa! Remma looked at Zach with angry eyes. Who do you think you are? Oh yeah? Who do you think you are? You coming and telling me? You're telling us of what the Torah says? You don't even know what a sukkah is. You never even saw a pair of tefillin. I bet you can't even tell me the translation of the Pusuk Vayidabra Shalomosha Lamar. You're going to tell us what Hashem says, what's expected from us? No way. We don't need you for our game. Now, there were a lot of boys standing around there. Some of them were kind of uncomfortable with what Avramel said. 
Some of them were quite happy with what Avramov said because they felt the same way. Zack walked away and nobody followed him. Not a single one. Zack went back to the classroom, sat down in his desk, and took out a book. It just happens to be two boys had not come out to recess and were not witness to the event that took place. One was Sammy and one was Beryl. Beryl hadn't been out to recess because he was late for school for the sixth time that month. And so he had to spend recess in a refinal's office. Sammy was looking for his homework for math. And let's just say his locker wasn't exactly the neatest. When the boys came back in and everyone sat down in their seats, Sammy joined the class, Beryl joined the class, and Sammy and Beryl, who were clueless about this big fight that just took place, came in and they passed by Zach, who was sitting in his seat and clearly had been there for a while. And Sammy patted Zach's shoulder and said, Hey, Zach, you didn't go out to recess? Oh, man, I'm sorry. If I would have known, I would have come and helped you get there. Maybe you didn't know how to get there. Zach looked up at Sammy and shrugged his shoulders. Avremo looked at Sammy with eyes that shot darts. As if to say, what are you doing talking to him? Beryl looked from Sammy to Zach to Avremo. Beryl didn't want to get caught up in this fight. Just quietly went to his seat without talking to anybody. Ms. Smith did not come back to the classroom. Mr. Knapp did. Ah, uh, class... Mr. Knapp said. You know who I am. I teach in the upper grades, eighth grade math, science. Well, the rabbi asked me to come into the classroom because the person who was summoned here before said she didn't feel well and had to leave. Avramel smiled. Most of the class smiled. And Avram went, yes! Zack stood up and walked out of the room. And just as the door closed, Mr. Knapp called him over. Hey, young man! He turned around. Me? Yes, you. Nobody walks out of my class without permission. Get back to your seat now. But I said get back to your seat now. And Zack, kind of sad and frustrated, went back to his seat and sat down. And Mr. Knapp was a good teacher, tough as nails, because he dealt with these boys in eighth grade who need tough as nails. As a matter of fact, Avremel got in a little bit of trouble. I don't want to tell you Lush and Hart, but I just want you to understand like what kind of teacher he was. Avremel wanted to send a note to Daniel across the room. And so he purposely sneezed. And went, oh, oh and started walking to the front of the room to grab a tissue, so that along the way when he's grabbing a tissue, he can drop a note on his friend's desk. 
Mr. Knapp saw him stand up like this. Sit right back down, young man. But, but I need a tissue. I need a tissue. Wipe it on your sleeve. Ew. No way, I'm not doing that. Then you can go to Rabbi Feingold's office. Uh, okay, I'll wipe it on my sleeve. <laughs> he didn't really need to wipe anything on his sleeve anyway, right? It was just a joke. So he just put his hands down, and Mr. Knapp saw it, and Rummel knew that Mr. Knapp saw it, and that was it, finished, end of story. <sighs> School was over. Baruch Hashem. Everyone left the building. Sammy was walking home. He walked part of the way, a couple blocks, together with Zach. Zach was very quiet. What's going on? Sammy asked him. Why are you so quiet? Hmm, whatever. Sammy was very concerned. But he had nothing to do. What's he going to do? Zach is so sad. Zach came home to his parents. His parents, as I mentioned, were not religious. But they were learning about Judaism. They were connected to various rabbis in town who the grandfather connected with. And they were, they were like, like learning stuff. And it was, Zach came home. And one thing that they had done, because they were becoming more religious and trying to keep Torah Mitzvah a little bit better, one of the things that they did was they had placed a sitter on the table that's right in the hallway in the foyer, right when you walk in the house, a sitter there. And they were developing a tradition that every time you walked into the house, the sitter opened, you had like a little marker, and you opened the sitter to a page, and you said Moda'ani. Why did they say Moda'ani? Because they wanted to thank Hashem for their great day. And it was a good way to learn how to read Hebrew well. So they practiced Moda'ani. Maybe a different time they would start doing something else. And that was became a tradition for Zach's parents and for Zach himself. And when Zach walked in, instead of saying Moda'ani, instead of just walking, even just walking by the sitter, Zach took the sitter. I don't even want to tell you what he did, but I have to, because it's important to know how he felt. He took the sitter and he threw it onto the floor. Zach's mother was in the kitchen. And she was able to see in the foyer as Zach came through the door. And she was looking towards him because she was going to greet him and come over to him like she did almost every day and say, how was your day in school, Zach? With her big smile and a big kiss and a hug. And the past couple of days that Zach had been coming home, it had been beautiful. And so she was walking, seeing him and walking towards him very slowly, very little at a time. And she saw him and she was walking towards him. And, and, and there he was, going towards that sitter. A smile cross, creased her face. A smile came across her mouth. Her son going to that sitter, that made her feel good. And then she watched as he tossed it, or threw it, I should say, or swiped it, maybe is a better way of describing it, onto the floor. She was she ran over to him. Now, I'll tell you the truth. Sometimes, people react emotionally with their hearts. And it isn't the right way to react. Sometimes people are able to be calm and react. A lot of times, when people see something that's very disturbing, you automatically react emotionally. 
And Zach's mother reacted emotionally instead of thinking it through. And she said, what in the world are you doing, Zach? This is not acceptable. Please go right upstairs to your room. Zach, who was already upset and sad, was now even sadder. And a lot of times when kids are sad and mad, they say things they shouldn't. And he said to his mother, Good, I don't want to be here anyway. I don't like you either. And he went upstairs and he slammed his bedroom door. His mother was shaking. She was so disturbed about what happened. She was so sad that with tears dripping out of her eyeballs, she went to the kitchen and picked up the phone and called her husband. She described the scene to her husband, and her husband tried to talk to her to make her feel a little bit better, and he said that he could not come home right away. He was very busy with something at work, and he'll come home as soon as he can. He came home after supper time, 7.30. Zach's mother did not call Zach to supper because she didn't know what to say to him. Zach did not want to go to supper because even though he acted so mad to his mother, he really didn't feel so upset with his mother. Sometimes when a person does something dumb, it's hard to admit it. And Zach didn't know what to do. How do you tell your mother, I really love you, when you were so rude to her? And so he just stayed in his bedroom. When Zach's father came home, he opened the door, he walked into his kitchen, and he said to his wife, so tell me, Describe to me again, what happened? And she did. And he said, I'm going to go upstairs to talk to Zach. You wait here. And his father came upstairs. But his father was not going to have to worry about the emotion because he didn't see Zach put the sitter on the floor. He just heard about it. So it wasn't as hard on his, on his feelings. And his father knocked on Zach's door. Zach, are you in there? Zach! Hmm. I'm coming in, Okay. He didn't want to go in without permission. And Zach kind of said something, so he went in. Zach was lying face down on his bed. He had headphones on his ears, and he was playing music loudly. His father pulled a chair up to the edge of the bed. Zach! 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 Of course, Zach could hear his father. He was ignoring him. Zach's father tapped him on his shoulder. Hmm. Zach, I want to talk to you. Zach! He took his hands and pulled the headphones off his ears. Zach, what? I need to speak to you. Okay, turn over, please, and I want to talk to you. I don't want to. Please, Zach, turn over. Let's talk. Zach kind of turned over halfway a little bit as if just to show his face, to pretend to listen to his father, that his father can't say I didn't, I didn't, he didn't listen because Zach was a pretty cooperative kid. And his father said to him, Zach, I understand that something is bothering you. Now when Zach heard that, suddenly he straightened up a little bit. He got a little more comfortable in his bed, turned to face his father a little bit more. His father didn't start and say, Zach, why'd you throw the sitter on the floor? Right? His father was asking him a question. His father was interested to know what was the matter. And Zach said, I'm mad. Why are you mad? because I hate the school I go to. You hate it. Yesterday you were just telling me how it's so enjoyable, it's so awesome, it's so great. 
it's not great anymore. What happened? They don't know. They, they, they don't. They don't. They don't care. They don't care to to, to keep Torah and mitzvahs. They don't care. That's the whole point of the school is to teach how to keep Torah and mitzvahs. Well, they don't care. It doesn't make any sense. Well, anyway, I'm not going back. Okay, fine. You don't have to. Okay, but now let's talk about something else. What? Why did you throw the sitter on the floor? Because I was mad. You were mad at the sitter? Well, kind of. I don't get it. The boys, they're, 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 they're bad kids. And Okay. Does that make the sitter bad? No. Does that make Hashem bad? Now his father, of course, didn't say Hashem. He said God, but does that make Hashem bad? No. Okay, so don't take up your anger with Hashem. Sorry. And what about your mother? Is your mother bad? No. So why did you say such hurtful words to her? Well, because I was, I was mad and Zach started to cry. I'll tell you what. I'm going to go downstairs and tell Mommy to come upstairs. She'll come upstairs and you'll apologize to her, okay? And she did. She came upstairs. He apologized. And Zach came down. He ate a little bit of supper. By 9 o'clock, he was back upstairs in bed, ready to go to sleep. And as his father was tucking him in, which basically means his father came, said goodnight to him, gave him a kiss, covered him a second time, because his mother already did it once, and said, I'll see you in the morning. Zach said, okay, but I'm not going to that school. I want to go to public school. Okay. Zach's father came downstairs, and his mother and his father were schmoozing. They were talking to each other and saying, what, what, what should we do? Well, Zach's father said, if he wants to go to public school, he can go to public school. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense. He had such a good time the past two weeks, and all of a sudden... Now, I will tell you the truth. Zach's parents spent a good 20 minutes trying to figure out what to do, and they just weren't sure. And I'll tell you the real truth. They were leaning to say that Zach just would, would just go to public school. However, at 9.47, the phone rang. Zach's father picked up the phone. Hello? Hi! Um, my name is Sammy. Who is this? Um, this is uh, Mr. Gringow. Hi, Mr. Gringow. Is Zach around? Oh, I'm sorry. Zach's in bed. Oh, but it's really, really important. I wanted to tell him something really amazing. Um, I'm sorry. He'll, you'll have to speak to him tomorrow. Oh, okay. I'll talk to him in school. No problem. And he hung up the phone. Zach's father realized Zach's not going to school the next day. He's not going to that school. So he clicked on caller ID, dialed the number back. Hello? Hello, hello. Um, this is um, Mr. Gringau. Uh, who is this? Chaim. Uh, uh, Chaim. Um, in... Somebody called me from this number a few minutes ago. Somebody called you? What's, um, um, I don't know who it might be. I, I, I forgot. His name was maybe Sam or something. Oh, Sammy, my brother? He called you? Oh, no. Um, I'm sorry, he was, probably, he was probably just playing around with the phone. He, he's sometimes a little mashuga. I'm sorry, he's what? 
a little meshuga. What's that mean? Um, a little crazy. Uh, okay. But can I speak to him anyway? Okay, yeah, it's just your risk. You never know what happens when you talk to my brother, Sammy. Um, but if you, if you want, I, I don't mind. Here, here he is. Sammy, it's a phone for you. Uh, you have to come get it. I'm not bringing it to you. No, I'm not. I'm not bringing it to you. Mr. Greengow is standing up, sitting on the phone waiting. Sammy, I am sorry. I'm not your personal slave. I don't care if you paid money for me. No, I'm sure Tati didn't know that when you gave him money, it was to buy me as your personal slave. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. You can't practice Pashas Mishpatim with me. No. No. What? I'm not getting my ears pierced. What are you talking about? No, I'm not. A, I'm not. No. Uh, Mr. Ringau, one, one second, please. A few seconds later, here's... Ouch! Um, hello? Hi, is this Sammy? Oh, hi, yeah. Yeah, how are you? You're Zach's father, right? That's right. I just want to say Zach is not going to be in school tomorrow. Oh, he has a, he has a dentist appointment? Uh, uh, no. A doctor's appointment? Um, no. He has to go to um, karate lessons? <laughs> no. Oh, well, why wouldn't he be in school? He loves school. He loves my Rebbe. He's a person like me. He loves going to school. He loves listening to Rebbe so well. He mamish. He, he works so hard in school. It's such an awesome experience. I love being his friend. Well, that's very kind of you. But he's not coming to school because he's upset about something. And he says that he never wants to go back to your school again. He does? I mean, he doesn't? He doesn't want to come back to our school ever again. I can't imagine why. He said that people in your school don't care about Torah and mitzvos. They don't care about Torah and mitzvos in our school? Oy vey! I don't know how he got that impression. I mean, do you know what our school theme song is? No. Tyra, 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 we love doing Torah and mitzvos. We love them so much, we'll give them... Uh, uh, I forgot the song. Anyway, it doesn't matter, but I just made it up in the spot. No, we, we, we love doing, doing Torah and mitzvos in our school. Um, well, he doesn't think that way. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe he forgot which school he goes to. No, I don't think he did. He came home. He was really, really upset. You know something? I noticed that he was upset on the way home from school. I walked with him part of the way. You know, maybe, maybe he's not feeling well. Go take his temperature. Um, I, I, I don't think I need to do that. Oh, maybe his stomach hurts. Did he eat supper tonight? I'm not sure. Not really much. Oh, you see, she's probably not feeling well. And maybe tomorrow she keep him home because she doesn't feel well. That's what my mother does when I don't feel well. She keeps me home for a day. And then, and then send him to school the next day, okay? Uh, okay. Uh, no, no, one second, one second. You're, no, he, he's feeling fine. Well, if he's feeling fine, then, then why won't he be coming to school tomorrow? He's upset. He said something, he said something happened in school today that showed him that, that the kids in the school don't care about Torah mitzvot. Oh, the kids in the school don't care about Torah mitzvot. That's different. Oh, you mean the school cares, but the kids don't? Oh, no, no, I didn't mean that exactly. I meant to say that, right, um, what happened? I don't know. Hmm. Let me, let me investigate. Can I call you back in a few minutes? Sure, you can call me back. Sammy, put down, the, put down the phone. And he went to his brother, Chaim. Chaim? Oh, Sammy. No, I'm not becoming your Evid Nirza. I'm not piercing my ear. I'm not going to be doing your laundry for you. No, no, that's not what I want. I have a very serious question. You know, remember the new kid in school? Oh, the one with the funny haircut? Right, that one. You know, he, 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 he said he's not coming back to school. All right. And he said it's because the kids in our school don't care about Torah mitzvahs. I don't, know, I don't know what that means. I mean, I care a lot about them. And, and as a matter of fact, I spent three hours tonight studying for my Gemara test. 
Well, so why do you think he thinks that? I don't know. Let me call my friend. And Chaim picked up the phone and he called his friend. Hello, Aviram. Hi, how are you doing, Chaim? Good, I'm doing fine. Listen, do you know the new kid? Oh, you mean funny haircut guy? Yeah, that guy. You know, he said that kids in our school don't care about Torah mitzvahs. He did? I don't know why that would be true. Well, I don't know either. Hmm. Do you have any reason? Nope, not at all. Sammy, why don't you call someone in your class? Um, why don't you call, um, who's a friend of yours? Um, Avramo? Avramo. Um, <laughs> if I call Avramo, he's probably going to like chew my head off or something. <laughs> he doesn't exactly like me so much. He likes to make fun of me and bother me and stuff, but he's not... Um, okay. Well, you know what? I'll call Vremel's brother. Vremel's brother's in my class, Shragi. Shragi's in my class, and, and I'll ask him to ask his brother. Hi, Shragi. It's Chaim. How are you? Chaim, you know what, you know what time it is? Eh, it's 10 o'clock. In my house, you're not allowed to make phone calls to anybody else but your family after 9 o'clock. Boy. Oh, well, my mother's not home right now. Listen, um, do, do, could you tell me, do you know, Shragi, do you know, could you ask your brother of Vremel? Uh, um, do you know that new guy? Oh, funny haircut kid? Yeah, that kid. Do you, that, that, so so he, he's really upset about something or something? He said, he said kids in our school don't keep to our mitzvahs? Oh, I think I keep mitzvahs. I mean, I mean I'm counting my hundred brachos and I put on tefillin today and I davened and I learned. And, right. So could you ask Avramel if he knows why, why he would be so upset and why he'd be so mad? All right, one second. Avramel! Avramel, here's Rocky. Come here a second. Yeah? Do you know why the new kid... Um, what would be good? And all of a sudden, Chaim heard, What are you doing hitting me, Avramo? Why, why are you trying to punch me? Get off me. Avramo, I'm not going to get off you. I'm going to sit on your stomach until you stop trying to punch me. No, get off me right now. <clears throat> One second, Avramo. Uh, Chaim, I have to deal with something. I, I can't, can't talk to you right now. Um, but it seems like Avramo knows something happened and he won't tell me. I'm trying to get him to tell me, but we're having a little um, problem with that. <laughs> if, if I get the information, I'll let you know. They called a few more friends, but nobody was sharing the information. Finally, Sammy got fed up. He said, that's it. He put on his shoes, and he went out the front door. And Chaim said, Sammy, where do you think you are going? It's 1030 at night. Who's going to stop me? Me. I'm in charge. Mommy and Tati had to go somewhere, and I'm babysitting. And the biggest baby, of course, is Chaim. I'm not in the mood to fight. I have to go deal with something very important. I'll see you later. I'll be back. Hey, you can't go out. It's late at night. You can't go out. And anyway, you're wearing your pajamas. <laughs> oh, whatever. Sammy didn't pay attention to anything Chaim said. He marched his way right down the block, he turned the corner, went down another couple blocks, and he turned another corner and turned another corner, and finally he arrived at the house that he knew Zach was staying in. And he knocked on the door at a quarter to 11. All the lights on the downstairs were off. Saw a couple lights on upstairs. He rang the doorbell. Not once, not twice, but like 300,000 times. Ding, 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 ding. And finally, the door opened. It was Zach's father, he was still dressed. But when he opened the door and he saw that Sammy was in his pajamas, he had to cover his face. Sammy slept in pajamas that had little cars on it. And his pajamas had a very interesting hood that was attached to it that had little ears on it. And it was cute. It was cute pajamas. The truth is, 
It didn't really matter. I, 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 I like a pair of pajamas like that. I, if I had, maybe. But, but Sammy wore them. And, but it looked kind of funny outside with his shoes on, especially because he had put on his Shabbat shoes. And so, so uh, can I help you, sir? Are you here to collect for your school raffle or something? It's a little late to come knocking on somebody's door. My name is Sammy. Um, oh, okay. Hi. Hi, I'm Zach's father. I know. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I, I need to go in. Um, okay, please, please come in. Um, uh, where are the stairs? Um, the stairs? Yeah, I know this Zach sleeps on the second floor. He told me. Um, they're over there. But, but tell me what you're here for. I'll tell you in a few minutes. And Sammy walks right up the steps. One, two, three, four, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Zach's mother, who was upstairs also, you know, getting, they're winding down their day. She all comes out of one of the rooms and in in, all of a sudden this boy, she doesn't know who he is in his pajamas. Who, who are you? Well, no, I'm not your child. Don't worry. I'm not Zach. I, I need to talk to Zach. Zach is sleeping. In which room? In the room right there. Thank you. Hey, where are you going? Don't, don't walk right in there. He walked right into the room. And Zach was on his bed, sleeping. Sammy walked right over to the bed. And he started to tap Zach on his shoulder. Um, um, Zach, wake up. Wake up. Wake up, Zach. Zach wasn't getting up so quickly. He was a deep sleeper. Sammy went out of the bedroom. Where's the bathroom? <laughs> Young man, you really need to go home. I don't know where your parents are, but your parents are probably a little bit worried about you. I'd be worried about you from your market. And Zach said, don't worry about it. Please, I'm sorry to be rude, but it's very it's an emergency. It's Sakonas Nefashos. I'm sorry, it's what? Sakonas Nefashos. Sahu-ha-hu? Don't worry about it. It's an emergency. Could you, an emergency? Yes, you don't have to call 911. It's not that kind of emergency. Just, just, where's your bathroom? Right over there. Um, oh, you need to go to the bathroom. Emergency. <laughs> okay, I get it. I get it. Uh, here, it's right over there. Sammy went to the bathroom. He took a cup of water that was there. He brought it into the other room, and he went over to Zach's bed, and he poured the cup of water on Zach's face. <laughs> what in the world? Zach sat up, ready to fight with whoever that was. He stared into the face of Sammy. Zach got all confused. Sammy, what what happened to me? Where am I? Was I was I kidnapped by aliens? Where, 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 how, how did I get how did I get into your house, into your room, into your bed? How, what? How? You're in your room, Zach. I am here now. The room's door was filled with Zach's mother and Zach's father just watching, with their mouths open because they had nothing to say. And Sammy said to Zach, looking at him with every bit of seriousness, "Tell me." why you're not coming to school tomorrow? Because. Well, I know you don't have a dentist appointment. You don't have a doctor's appointment. And I know your stomach doesn't hurt. <laughs> How do you know all that? Because your father told me. My father told you that my stomach doesn't hurt? Kind of. Doesn't matter. So why aren't you coming to school? What are you mad about? What happened between you and Avremel? How do you? Look, this is an emergency, and when things are emergencies, you deal with them very emergency-like. All right? So tell me what happened. Well, Zach saw that Sammy really did care, and he started to talk and tell the story about what happened. He said, remember how today we had a substitute? And Zach's parents they didn't want Zach to notice that they were there, but they also didn't want to miss out on whatever Zach was going to say. Well, remember how everyone was behaving in a pretty awful way? 
Well, remember that you were in that recess. And then remember that when you came back from recess, I was really mad. Because during recess, I told the kids what I thought about them. And Zach described the whole scene. And Sammy's mouth got set in its firm way. His eyes became strong. His line mouth turned into a straight line. And Sammy said to Zach, Zach, you were wrong. Zach was insulted. Well, I didn't invite you to my house anyway. What'd you come here? You came here to make me feel bad? Get out of here. Who are you? Daddy, get him out of here. He burst into the... Call police. Have him rest. And Sammy said, Wait. But they were also wrong. What? Sammy's parents, I mean, Zach's parents looked at Sammy. What? What are you talking about? Sammy said, One time, our Rebbe taught us something very important. Zach translated for his parents, Rebbe is a, a teacher. Oh. And that is, there's a mitzvah in the Torah to rebuke people. To give toichacha to tell people that they're wrong. And I like doing mitzvahs. So that's why you tell me I'm wrong? Because you like doing mitzvahs? Sammy, get out of here. I don't want to see you ever again. You're not my friend. Wait. That's not why I told you you're wrong. But the Torah says, when you rebuke somebody, rebuke somebody, you can't get a sin when you do it. You can't do it in a way that's going to create sin. Yeah, so what? So, so, so what do you hear? What are you saying? Here's the thing, Sammy said. You were right that we did not act properly in that classroom. Sammy, you didn't do anything wrong. Well, you were right that we did not act properly in that classroom. Why, why, what did I do wrong? But you were wrong about how you made people know about it. Because you made the people in the classroom feel angry and not listening to you. They were wrong for being mean to you. They were wrong for what they said to that teacher and what they did to that teacher. But if you don't come back to school tomorrow, then you're letting them win. You're showing them that they were right. That they know better than you about how to serve Hashem. Because you're going to stop serving Hashem properly. You're going to stop learning Torah and doing learning how to do mitzvot. Well, I think the best thing for you to do is to come to school tomorrow. Show them that even though they're not doing the right thing, you're going to do the right thing. Wow. Zach's parents couldn't believe that this boy was talking so maturely and so strongly to their son. And even Zach's parents felt that they were getting a speech on how to behave. Sammy said to Zach, So I'm going to see you tomorrow and we're going to solve this problem. Thanks very much for your hospitality, Mr. and Mrs. Um, whatever your last names are. And 
Zach went downstairs, walked out the door, leaving behind a stunned family. It was 11.30 by the time Sammy got home, and Sammy's parents were already home, and Sammy's mother did not have a smile on her face. Neither did his father. When Sammy walked in the door, they both said together, Where in the world have you been? We've been worried frantic. We've been worried sick. We were thinking about calling the police. And Chaim, standing behind his mother and father, was smiling, <laughs> nodding his head, with his arms crossed as if to say, I told you so. I'm a good babysitter. I should have called the police. Sammy's father and mothers waited for his response, and when it wasn't so forthcoming, they said, No, where were you? I went to my friend's house. At 11 o'clock at night, you were at your friend's house. It's a school night without Rishus. That's it. You are grounded. You are not allowed to leave this house for the next three weeks, except to go to school. Okay, Ma, Sammy said. And he went upstairs to bed. Sammy's father and mother scratched their head. It didn't make sense. He's just scrambling for three. He's to be punished. They expected him to say, no, it's not fair. I had a reason to go. He didn't say a word. He just went to bed. Well, the next day, Sammy came to school and he looked around. Zach was there. Sammy walked over to Zach and said, we are going to do this right. Follow my lead. Follow my lead, he said. Well, they came to the classroom and would you imagine... Standing in the classroom for English, the standing classroom for English was Ms. Smith. And Ms. Smith stood in front of the room. And as she stood there, the kids began their regular routine. Avremo began to sing loudly. Nasan and Daniel broke into a dance. Mishenich Sadar, Marben Besimcha, even though it wasn't the month of Adar. <laughs> and a paper airplane was flying here, and another paper airplane flying there. Sammy stood up and marched out of the room. Zach was told by Sammy to follow my lead, right? Zach stood up and marched out of the room. Abramel saw it out of the corner of his eye. And he said, good, good riddance. Sammy and Zach didn't stop marching until they reached Rabbi Feingold's office. They came to Rabbi Feingold's office and they knocked on the door. And they said to Rabbi Feingold's secretary, who said Rabbi Feingold is not in, tell Rabbi Feingold it's sakonas nefashais. It's a life and death situation. Now, if Mrs. Gold had been there in school, the secretary who was normally there, when she heard, when she would hear Sammy say the words it's sakonas nefashos, she would know that maybe she should clarify what exactly the danger was. You see, because. She was used to things that Sammy said that were sometimes unusual. But Mrs. Gold wasn't there at that time. I don't know where she was. It was a different secretary, a young secretary who was fresh out of seminary. Her name was Miss Goldberg. And Miss Goldberg had taken the job just a few days ago and she was just sitting there and waiting. And, and, Sa and Sammy came in and said, Sakana Safasha's life-threatening situation. And she said, you serious? And she picked up the phone. She dialed 911. Hello, 911 emergency. Yes, we have an emergency here, uh, a life-threatening situation. Okay, please stay on the line. Oh, please, we're sending over a police and a, a, what, what, a ambulance and a fire truck. And, and, and suddenly, and suddenly uh, 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 Sammy walked out. Of, where, where are you, Sammy? Uh, uh, um, uh, okay, um, could you please stay with us? Uh, sure. 
but she was a little bit of a nervous person, and she bobbled the phone and by mistake hung up on them, and they tried to call back, but there was all these different extensions. Meanwhile, Sammy went into Rabbi Feingold's office and sat down, waiting for him to return. Rabbi Feingold walked into the office just as a police car, fire truck, and ambulance were zooming up to the front door with the sirens blaring. Rabbi Feingold, who was about to walk into his office, jumped out, went out of his office, went down, what happened? What, what's going on? Uh, um, Miss m- m- Goldberg, well, what's the matter? I, I don't know, I called the emergency because I, I forgot to tell you I was so busy with other things. You forgot to tell me you called 911? Yeah, why? Because, because Sammy was here and Sammy says, and Sammy heard that and Sammy came out of the room. Oh, Rabbi Feingold, it's mom, it's Shakonis and Fushis. And, okay, what's the matter? Come to my classroom quick. And so Sammy, Sammy, Zach, Rabbi Feingold, followed by a policeman, two ambulance guys carrying stretchers, and a couple firemen, full gear, fire gear, and carrying hoses, ran down the hallway. Meanwhile, all the classrooms along the way, the doors are popping open, and you see like 20 heads pop out, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? It's an emergency, it's an emergency. Somebody full fire alarm? No, somebody's, oh, somebody, we heard some, somebody's dying in Sammy's classroom. Somebody's dying. They called 911 because somebody's dying. Really? Oh, and they started picking kids who died. Oh, I hope he died. I hope he died. No, that's not nice, the rabbi said. This can't talk. And they come to the classroom, and Mrs. Ms. Smith is trying to deal with her rowdy classroom. We have a kid hanging from the hanging from the smart board thing, and we have another kid, you know, climbing climbing on on desks, and another kid playing ball, and and suddenly the door opens, and running into the classroom comes first Rabbi Feingold, then a policeman, then a fireman, then <laughs> two, the stretcher bearers, and, and 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 they look around, and the entire room is silent. Now, although Sammy didn't plan it, when he saw what was happening, he had a brilliant idea, and. Sammy walked in with Zach. And the Minahal looked at Sammy. He was not happy. He was not pleased. He said, Sammy, what in the world? You have a classroom going on here. People, I don't see anyone hurt. How can you say it's Sakaris de Fashos? Whose life is at risk? Who is in peril of losing their life? Who's needing Hatzalah? Sammy turned to Zach behind him and pointed him. Well, immediately, the two paramedics grabbed Zach, picked him up, put him on the stretcher, tied him down, and it started like, like take his pulse, take his finger. Uh, one, one second, the fireman said. I, I'm not sure if that was supposed to happen. The policeman's like standing there with his gun out, like, he's, like not sure what to do, thinking maybe maybe it's a terrorist or something. Rabbi Fangel says, one second. He looked perfectly fine to me. Ah, but he's not. Why not? Because this young boy, Zach, is in danger of losing his Yiddish kite. My, my, my. His Yiddish kite? A boy mama my school going to lose his, his Yiddish kite? Rabbi Feingold asked. Yes, Sammy said. He's going to lose his Yiddish kite. You know why? because he's not going to be in your school any longer. What? Why is he going to leave our school? I think you should ask Avremel that question. Avremel was hiding under his desk. (laughs) He was so worried, scared, embarrassed. Oh my goodness, Avremel was covering his eyes like as if if he didn't see you, you can't see him. 
Avramel, or the final called. Come here, please. What's going on? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Do you know what Sammy's referring to? Do you know why Zach is, is saying that he's not going to come back to our school? I'm sorry? Do you or don't you? Shake your head. No, son. Do you know why? And the Reb and Manal went around the room. Every boy shook their head. Except for Beryl. You don't know Beryl? Uh, I don't know what's going on. I actually um, fell asleep a few minutes ago and, and, and I woke up to the sounds of, well, everyone coming in the room. And, and I don't know what's going on. Okay, Beryl, just go back to bed. Oh boy, oh boy. Who's going to tell me what's going on? Finally, Daniel raised his hand. Yes, Daniel? Well, yesterday, 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 Zach was, was, was being a big shot. He was being a Balgaiva. And, 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 and we told him that he was being a Balgaiva. And he, so, so, so he's mad at us for telling him he's being a Balgaiva. Um, oh. Anybody have anything to add to that? Yes. Yisachar? Well, well, it's just that Zach, Zach basically told us that we don't, that, that we don't care about the Torah and, and he does. And he was being like, like better than us and, and, and we know we're better than him. Excuse me? Rabbi Feingold said. Well, we are. We, we, we know what Sukkah is and we know what Lulav is and, and, and we know Oh, really? That makes you better? Yeah, for sure, because he just doesn't know anything. He's, like, dumb. Oh, really? Interesting. Hmm. Could you do me a favor? Could you could you tell me the um, first parak of Mesilis Isharim Baal Peh? No, no. Well, I could say Baal Peh. Does that make you dumb? No, but I know other things. Oh. So you know some things, that makes you not dumb. So, I mean, Zach doesn't know something, so that makes him dumb. But you, who don't know something, you're not dumb. It's not, it's not, you know, my, my, it's a good thing that you're my son, so I love you anyway, Rabbi Fangel said to his son, Yisachar. Because Rabbi Fangel would not have said that to any other student in the school, you could be sure, right? That was kind of mean. Mm-hmm. Zach, how about you describe what happened? And Zach did. With Ms. Smith in the room. Whoa. By the time he was done describing what happened, the Minaha was sitting down on the floor, crying. He was so sad. He looked at Avramel. He looked at Daniel, Yisachar, Nelson, and everyone else in the room besides Beryl and Sammy and the fire department. <laughs> and he said, I can't believe, I can't believe you were so mean to Ms. Smith. 
You were so mean. Zach. And the truth is, the Manal was so sad that all the boys in the room felt how sad he was. And they all knew in their hearts how right he was. I'll tell you the truth. They probably could have filled up a swimming pool with salt water from the tears that were flowing in that room. The policeman was crying. Not because he was sad. Because he was so touched. He was so impressed by what he saw. He saw people with his own eyes doing teshuva. And the whole class, one by one, looked at Ms. Smith. And they apologized. Sincerely. And they looked at Zach. And they apologized sincerely. Sammy stood up. He had sat down on one of the chairs while this whole thing took place. And he said, Rabbi Feingold? Yes, Sammy. As Rabbi Feingold wiped his face, his eyes with his sleeve. Rabbi Feingold, is it possible, perhaps, that we could try to erase the past day and a half and start again? What do you mean, Sammy? Could we, could we like, pretend it never happened and let's all be friends and, like, just, like, start again? I guess. Yes. You can see Does that mean that the assignment I did for homework yesterday wasn't good and I have to do it again? It took me a lot of hours to do it. If we start again and we start to erase yesterday and start with a new day, as yesterday's today, does that mean that today is Monday instead of Thursday? I mean, Tuesday? What's today? I forgot. No, you can see it. just means we're pretending, okay? Oh. That's a great idea. Let's try this again. Zach, is that good for you? Zach nodded his head. Ms. Smith, is that good for you? She nodded her head. All right. Let's try it again. The Manal went out of the room, followed by the policeman, uh, the couple of firemen, and the ambulance people who had let Zach free. Zach and Sammy went back to their seats. And Ms. Smith started to teach something in English. It went beautifully. It's true, some kids laughed maybe when they should have been quieter. It's true that one or two boys went to the bathroom without asking for permission. But in general, it was a beautiful class. And after class, Avrema walked over to Zach. Zach, I'm really sorry for saying those hurtful words to you. I, 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 I don't know what got into me. Please forgive me. Zach said, don't worry, you already asked forgiveness before. Yeah, but now I really want to mean it. Okay, no problem. Sammy was standing expectantly. Waiting for Zach, waiting for Avramel to say to Zach, to, to, waiting for Avramel to say to him something like, "Thank you, Sammy, for helping us out." Avramel looked at Sammy and said, "No, I'm not going to say anything to you." Well, well, you just did. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say anything else to you. Baruch Hashem. By the time that Zach got home, he was in his normal happy mood. 
He walked into the house. He said his mood to Ani. His mother came to meet him a little bit nervous as to what to expect. And he was smiling from ear to ear. And she said, everything worked out. And Zach said, yeah, the hospital came. I mean, the ambulance came. And I got to go on a stretcher. <laughs> what? And my friend Sammy, he's a really good friend. I'm so lucky that we moved here so that I could get to know him. <laughs>